Okay. Hi, food friends. Welcome to the Make Food Your Business podcast. We are here to introduce you to New Englanders who are pioneering a new food landscape with innovative food and beverage products, creating new culinary concepts and challenging the kitchen culture status quo. And we're coming to you from Hope in Maine, which is an award-winning nonprofit food business incubator based in beautiful Warren, Rhode Island. Our mission is to empower an inclusive community of entrepreneurs to jumpstart and cultivate thriving food businesses that are the foundation of a more just, sustainable, and resilient local food economy. So this week, we have a very fascinating topic around the idea of plant-based foods and plant-based eating. And a fun fact that I came across when researching this episode is that during the COVID-19 pandemic, plant-based food sales outpaced total retail food sales um, over 35%, which is fascinating. That is fascinating. So we have some amazing guests here to talk about plant-based foods and plant-based eating. We have Basil and Bunny, um, Matt and Leslie from Basil and Bunny, they're Hope and Maine members. And we have Dean Sullivan from Stop and Shop to help us break down this this topic. Perfect. So Basil and Bunny, Matt and Leslie, hi. Thank you for being here. Do you want to introduce who you are and what you're doing and all that great stuff? Yeah. Hi, guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you. We're so happy to be here. So I'm Leslie. And I'm Maddie. And we own Basil and Bunny. So we are a 100% plant-based vegan uh, food trailer. And we started out of Hope in Maine exactly one year ago. Today is actually our like one-year event anniversary. I know. So this time last year, we were at a huge packed event in Rhode Island, at Rhode Island uh, Veg Fest. 2,000 people. Yeah. Elbow to elbow. Sold out, crazy, amazing experience. We were all ready to gear up for the rest of the year, and you guys know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been um, trucking it through the last year. Um, Hope and Maine's been amazing. Um, you guys have, if you guys have seen us, we've been out of Hope and Maine pretty much every Friday since last February, March. March, yeah. Yeah, pro- probably March. Um, so we've been selling out of there, and um, you've probably seen us um, if you visited us. It's either downtown in Providence or at Proclamation Brewery every other Saturday. So thank you guys. It's been an awesome year to work with you guys, both just as being members of Hope and Maine, but also um, having you guys at the market. It's just been amazing. And you guys really helped me understand what plant-based eating is. I've eaten a lot of vegan products over the years, but I remember we tried your cheese or nacho sauce, Mm -hmm. and that was like... So we have so many perks working here, but I remember you catered one of our board meetings and we had your nacho cheese sauce for the first time. And it was, it didn't taste processed, like it had carrots in it and you could taste the wholesome, nutritious carrot flavor. It, it didn't taste processed. And that's when I kind of understood how plant-based eating could be different than um, some vegan foods, which are processed. Not all, of course, but it really kind of introduced that idea to me. Yeah, we try to do as much as we can from scratch. So we're taking pretty much all the amazing things that the earth has to offer to us, whether it's like nuts and vegetables and um, spices and really using those products to create something that reminds you of something that you love, like whether it's nacho cheese or um, like a burger or something like that. Which is another fascinating part of what you do is you, I mean, your, your theme is comfort foods made from plants. All, right? all your favorite yeah. foods yeah. made from plants. Yeah. That is our tagline. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. you have... Ready to go. Yeah, yeah. so you make um, plant-based chicken nuggets and Big Macs, yeah. and it's it's just an awesome thing. Thank you, yeah. So 
everything from like, yeah, like chilies, we do our own seitan, um, we make it, we knead it, we mix it, we fry it, we batter it, and we make it delicious and just like you love it. No wonder you guys are so fit. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot going on there. That's amazing. And I have to say, as a person who is not a plant-based eater, your Bunny Mac is to die for. It's my favorite thing. We talk about it probably on a daily basis in the office (laughs) at least, Um, but it's great. And I'm so excited that you're able to do this for people like me to kind of give me something to think about once in a while. Yeah, I, I think that was like a huge factor of why we started this too, is that we wanted... We wanted to show people that, you know, vegan food isn't just rabbit food, you know, it's food that can help you and nourish you and make you feel better while helping the planet too. But it's got to taste damn good. good. Yeah. That's That's the thing, you know, we used to... Uh, we, we used to go out a lot, and I remember there's a fateful wedding we always talk about where the <laughs> vegan dish was just watery pasta, or you know, you get salads and sides, and it's like, why can't it just be center of the plate, juicy, mouth watering deliciousness? And that's what we were making at home, and that's what we were. We started with the blog, Basil and Bunny, and then people were like, please make this so I can have it, and then. That's what brought us to Hope in Maine. Is how do we how do we start? We don't we don't know. We we were actually weren't chefs. We were business marketers and just doing this blog, and we didn't know where to, where to really begin. So we came here to Hope in Maine, and you guys helped us launch it off and actually bring it to people's mouths. And the Bunny Mac was one of the first things the first at thing, VegFest, yeah. and we, oh God, we sold like hundreds of them. Hundreds, I mean, hundreds like, of Bunny Macs. Yeah. And I think we've you know so many since, and it's still it's still one of our top Staple, sellers. So. Yeah. I remember when you guys came in after that weekend, you could just see how drained you were, but you were so excited. And we were so happy. I don't think I've ever recovered the whole year. It's, it's it's you know we just got off a sixty hour work week, and here we are. Yeah. You know, so. Happy to be here. <laughs> How, how, so how is it to create a business around a certain type of eating? Um, so I think, you know, you guys market it to people who might normally eat a big, a big Mac Mm -hmm. or Whopper and how is that working and how do you approach that when you try to communicate what you do to your customers? It comes so, for me at least, I feel like it comes really naturally because it's everything that I do with Basil and Bunny, it's something that I believe in and it's something that that I like or I crave or I I think about, you know, I think about things that we love, um, like foods that we crave. And I I think about how to mix all those, how to, how to make it vegan, how to make it delicious, how to make it a little bit more nutritious and everything I put out, I make sure that, you know, I'm a hundred percent happy with it. Um, yeah. It's easy to market it. Uh, I could get a lot of slack from my old ad agency about saying easy to market something, but it's easy to market it when you already know what it is. And, you know, vegan and plant-based, yeah, people don't know what that is, but when you give them something that they know, like fried chicken or chili, they're like, oh, I can eat that. That looks, right? And and we make it look good. That's one of our, you know, we have to make it look good. Everything's visual. (laughs) Everything's visual now. You know, I I will say that Instagram is a big part of our success, social Mm -hmm. media being digital. Um, obviously before the pandemic, we were going to hit a lot of events and kind of like go to where people were, but then we had to switch and because we were already had the online presence that definitely helped. So, you know, you got to make it look good. So Mm -hmm. if it looks good, eat it. That's what Andrew Zimmern says. Right. And we, so we kind of always do that, but then it has to taste good. (laughs) So we make it taste good too. So if it looks good, it's going to bring you to it and then you're going to taste it and you're going to, and you're going to come back. So, and the fact that you're already familiar with it, which is some of the stuff that Mm -hmm. we try to do. It, it really makes it a little bit easier to be like, oh, okay, okay, lasagna, yes, please, <laughs> give me that. <laughs> we, um, 
you know, my, my older brother hosts Thanksgiving every year, and, you know, we're the, God, what do you eat at Thanksgiving being a vegan? You can't have turkey, right? What do you have, tofurkey? But no, what did we bring? A lasagna. <laughs> Guess what the first thing is that's gone, that's no leftovers, that everyone eats? The lasagna. It's never, the, there's always leftover turkey. Because they always go for the lasagna. Yeah. Because it's more delicious. And guess what? No dairy. Yeah. And then we no actually, meat. Um, we, no host, uh, we didn't host it this year, but we normally host um, Christmas at our home too. And we do like, we do everything from like the spreads um, to everything and everything is vegan too. And the families, they're happy. <laughs> That's awesome. You do good work, I must say. So we also have Dean Sullivan here. He's a merchandising manager for Stop and Shop Supermarkets. And... He came in the building a few months ago for a meeting with uh, Lisa and Luca, and I knew we had to have him back because he works for Stop and Shop, which has always been sort of this mysterious, I don't know, entity to us and to local makers. But I also could tell that he really was working hard on behalf of um, small foods and multicultural foods, and I knew we had to have him here to pick his brain. So, Dean, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and what you do? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so thank you for having me. Um, so I am with Stop Shop Corporate Offices. I am their manager with regards to multicultural and local uh, and the crossover between the two. So what that means is basically I uh, work not only with the merchandising category teams across all different desks, uh, but also with advertising and marketing and display and strategy and so on and so forth to make sure that we are providing a streamlined opportunity for not only local and multicultural assortment to be available to the shoppers that are looking for that, but as w but more importantly, a pathway uh, for uh, smaller local multicultural brands and companies to find their way and their products onto our shelves. So, um, it is uh, inherently a very rewarding uh, job. I think that, you know, you're kind of the magic of local and multicultural is really when you find, um, you know, these smaller brands or these smaller companies that, you know, it, it's, you know, their, their eyes are set on something bigger and they, they have this new product, you know, and we hear about this mac and cheese and, and so on and so forth. It's, you know, something that is really new to market. Um, and I think that, you know, if we've learned anything from the quarantine and from, you know, why my therapy bill is so high this year <laughs> is the fact that, um, you know, there are very few places that we really consider essential. Um, and those are hospitals and those are supermarkets. And I think that when you have a space that really is the one place that everybody, regardless of anything and everything, goes to as a destination, it becomes the location where you really, you know, provide a launching pad for all these smaller local multicultural brands or these new trends in food in general to become available to the everyday shoppers. So, you know, it's been very rewarding. That's awesome. Well, that's something maybe we should talk about and maybe people might have different opinions, but um, Matt and Leslie, you might want to start, like, just define what plant-based eating is. Plant-based eating. Plant-based eating mm -hmm. is eating... For me, for me, it's about eating more, obviously, plant, plant foods, um, foods that don't include anything that has an animal, like, like chickens or eggs or butter or dairy. <clears throat> um, I don't know how to say this. Do you want me to 
Let me say something. You say something, yeah. I, I think I get tripped up sometimes because I know plant-based eating can get a little bit confusing versus like vegan because to me, plant-based eating has always been um, something that is completely like free of dairy, eggs, and all animal products. But I know in some marketing that I've seen recently, there are things that say plant-based and they include things like eggs, which... I think so it's can not be, 100%, so you yeah. Have to say so, 100%, so I think, yeah. uh, so I think it can be a little bit. It can be a confusing term for some consumers too. Um, perfect example is um, one of the girls that works for us. She brought us these like chicken nuggets, like fake chicken. She's like, oh, I saw these. Um, I don't think you've ever tried them. You should try them. And I'm looking, and they say 100, and they say plant-based chicken nuggets on the front of them, right? And then I'm looking at the ingredients, they and they contain and eggs. egg whites. Yeah. And yeah. So. So I think that the word plant-based, I think is, for me at least, I think it's getting skewed as time goes on and it's, mm-hmm. it's, becoming, it's, it's becoming a term that should have meant one thing but is, some, but is turning into something else to, which I think can confuse a consumer personally. Yeah. So, and, well, I mean, you know, really what it should mean is just down to one thing. It's just no animal product. Yeah. No, nothing derivative of an animal. So it's completely removing the dependence on something from an animal. Yeah, that's what I thought. hundred percent. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. And it, but I guess it doesn't yeah. have a certification, so it's easy to mislabel things. Yeah. You know, and I, I think, think it's, that's... I think it's also, you know, from a trend, from a, ca- you know, capitalizing on these things. I think, yeah. you know, I, I remember, you know, years ago, organic meant organic. It meant someone has this farm where they've grown this you know, the spinach or the scale and they're not using anything and it's literally from seed to ground, it grows, you pull it out and that's it. And I think that it became so popular that all of a sudden you have these larger brands or these other people who want to kind of break into that space and all of a sudden you start to make allowances for definitions or you start to be able to add this label and call this organic when reality it's, you know, it's the same thing with eggs. We're like, you know, before organic meant those chickens are happy walking around in a field, <laughs> eating whatever they can find, and then they, they, they walk their little feathered tails home, and then that's it. It's like if it's organic, they might still be in a cage, but it means that they're eating veggies, or it might be that they only get it for a certain time of day or a certain time. So, you know, it's unfortunate yeah. because I think that, you know, with everything, there was formerly a, 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 a line in the sand where a definition was very clear. And I think that now, from the marketing perspective and, and the, the natural popularity of it, people and brands want to get in on that, so they make these allowances that are very confusing to kind of pinpoint. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly, it's pretty so, much exactly what I was going to say. It's so just yeah, so nowadays, I, I, if when you when you're looking for products, you do have to you do have to be a little bit more conscious when you're um, eating a plant based diet. So if you do have those values where you want to stay away from from all animal products, you really do need to read your labels and look for vegan certification and and read those make sure you don't have any hidden additives which you know it it can get a little bit tough for the consumer but you know hopefully you know there are people and they're experts that will help you and if you don't mind doing a little research and just read a label then you'll be okay but that's also why you should eat local yes and you know where it's coming from and you trust the person that's making it versus some conglomerate in a factory somewhere god knows where packaging it can you guys talk a little bit about how you use local produce? I know you order from Farm Fresh Market Mobile, and I just think that's an awesome part of your business. Could you talk a little bit more about how that works? Of course, yeah. Um, we 
I love so honestly supporting every every local brand that I can um, support. Um, we use we try to use everything seasonally too. Anything that I can get local, I buy local. So we do support um, like Market Mobile, um, Farm Fresh, local markets, um, Four Town Farms in the summer, microgreens from Sprout Organics. Um, all of our pickles, pickled um, candied jalapenos come from a company here at Hope and Main called Backyard um, Food Company. So yeah, so it's really important for us to support the community that has been supporting us um, so far. And just because, you know, the, the produce and everything that you're getting locally too, it's, it's so fresh too. So it's like we want to, again, continue to support that. And Anat said it best the other day she when she was making those mushrooms and she got them oh, from Rhode yeah. Island Mushroom. And we use Rhode Island Mushroom. And she goes... The product speaks for itself. You don't need to do too much more. You, 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 you know, you clean it, season it, cook it, and boom, the flavor. It's so much more flavorful, so much more delicious. So uh, when you're using the, lo the local produce, like she said, the freshness, the quality of it is going to give your end product so much more. Mm -hmm. And then it also creates, to me, I love the relationship that we have with some of these folks when the, from that just local community relationship. She said, mm -hmm. backyard company. You know, these are people that we... Shoot the shit with on a daily basis over here. Can I swear in here? I mean, PG thirteen. I technically registered us as uncensored, so yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna drop any f bombs. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're, if you're really passionate about something, you know, we have a little happen. camaraderie sometimes in the kitchen, and we, you know, we have fun. And you know, he emailed us the other day. He's got to take some of your sodas and you know, yeah, pickles, and they get less test stuff and. That sort of relationship just really helps build this, like, wow, you know, we love using this, so we love making sure that they're they're yeah. getting their credit, and um, people love eating it. So. Yeah. And so I think um, that's really interesting. So I've noticed, Dean, that Stop and Shop is really making a pretty solid effort. I know that the elephant in the room is that they're this big corporate grocer. Sure. Um, but frankly, having you, you know, show up on our doorstep recently and introduce yourself and say, like, we're here to, like, meet your makers, that obviously is, like, what we want to hear. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, um, like, what your role is and, and what you're hunting for here yeah. um, and how, you know, how that relates to the, the trends or the, the change that we're seeing in the food system. Yeah, so I think that that, that kind of comes back to, um, you know, it's 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 always been known, but I think we really kind of highlighted it, you know, through glitter all over it and made it like abundantly aware that like during quarantine and during this pandemic that we've been in, like the importance and the power of the supermarket. And I think that like, you know, it, it I, I think there was a period of time, um, as we've all known supermarkets where, you know, they were overrun with national brands and many people really kind of, continue to shop those categories or those brands. They want their Nabiscos, they want their craft, and, and, and that's not to poo-poo on those brands because they have great products. But um, I think we're kind of changing the landscape a little bit with regards to what the supermarket really means, and, and more importantly, how do we address the asks of our customers? And I think that you know what customers are wanting more and more of are these plant-based options, are these you know multicultural options that are are relevant to who they are and who, how they identify, that are local, that make it easier. So when they go to the supermarket, that they find these local brands that they know, you know, this local honey or this local mac and cheese or these pastas come from down the street, and by virtue of shopping here in this one destination, I'm supporting all these things. Um, I think it involves. Uh, 
breaking the way that uh, companies have previously gone about finding opportunities for the supermarket. Um, you know, I'm a very stubborn person. You can you can call any person that has ever known me to realize that, like, you know, if something's not working or if we're not finding the right assortment, I will drive to find the right assortment. I will talk to the right people. If people, you know, to speak with you guys and with some of the other local uh, brands and co-ops and companies that I've been talking with, you know, that you realize so many people just want that FaceTime. So many people want that opportunity to talk about, you know, all the things they do. And for, you know, the viewers at home, we're, we're sitting right now in a conference room that is is covered with articles of these newspaper clippings of, you know, how much Hope and Maine has done for the community and these new brands that have launched and gone on to become nationally successful. So for the larger businesses out there, you know, and, and speak not only on behalf of Stop and Shop, but in general, you know, the proof is in the pudding and it, it is wise to invest in these visits to really talk to these smaller companies that are the grassroots effort of really growing these categories and growing these um, local assortment. Um, and I think that, you know, on the topic of plant-based, you know, you know, you brought up previously that, uh, you know, the, the exponential growth of sales with regards to plant-based. And I think that when you look across, you know, the supermarket, you know, in the first couple weeks of the pandemic I gained 30 pounds I was just like I'm going to literally buy every flavor of Ben and Jerry's I'm going to I'm going to maybe put on pants and I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to eat all the comfort food I want because this is going to be over in a month or so right and then a month passes and you realize I've been eating the same kind of food and you know much like we are getting stir crazy and we feel kind of stagnant in our lives right now you feel that way with food and I think that you know I remember many years ago when I was going on like a, a juice uh, a smoothie cleanse the big thing they said was like if you continue to have a, a kale apple carrot smoothie every morning your body after a couple weeks is going to start to reject that because it's going to be like yo I'm getting kind of sick of this so like give me something else because it's not doing it anymore and I think that when you look at the sales growth in these categories, you know, people might have been used to in the beginning, I'm just buying chicken or I'm just buying beef. I'm just making, you know, hamburgers and stuff like that. And then they get so sick of it that they're more inclined to try these plant-based things. They're more inclined to read that article that tells you why it's advantageous to have a carrot-based mac and cheese, the one that's heavy on dairy. Um, so it's really important that when they have that need, you know, we're creating space and assortment to really accommodate that. In your opinion, what do you think is driving this plant-based food trend? Do you think it's just a series of smaller um, activists, or is it a certain celebrity that endorsed it, or maybe a documentary, or is it kind of all of the above? Yeah, I think it's kind of this intersection of a couple different things. I think in the eight, you know, we, we, we talk about social media and, and with regards to with your guys' uh, uh, company, you know, in the age of the pandemic, how do you really market yourself? How do you make things more available and, and informative? And I think that in general, I, I mean, if I think of the political year that we've had or years that we've had is information is so abundant and available that I think that like the biggest thing behind, I believe a lot of trends is an education and whether that education comes from your favorite celebrity showing you how good they look because every morning they start off with kale or, or celery juice or whether it is, you know, reading about people who were diagnosed with some disease or, or, or ailment that transitioned to plant-based and all of a sudden they, you know, have less uh, problems and they're kind of you know taking care of themselves. Um, it's people who care about the environment. 
Um, and I think it's also, you know, and again, it kind of goes back to that. It's probably not the best thing in the world, but you know, you go to Mark, uh, Burger King and they have a plant-based burger. And like, I think that like before, and, and don't get it twisted, I love plant-based. And I, when they're like, oh, this is a plant-based burger, I sound very ASMR right now. I'm like, this is a plant-based burger and you bite into it and it tastes like a salad. I'm like, okay, well, this isn't a burger. It looks like a burger, but like, I'm down with it. Like, I love it. But I know many people are like, I am not eating that. But we've reached this point now that the burger tastes like a burger. And, you know, when you go to these cheese sections that are uh, uh, plant-based cheese, it's no longer this waxy, stringy thing that you have on a taco where you're like, well, this is adorable. But like, <laughs> my God, it doesn't taste anything like cheese. To now I'm like, slicing it up as it is, not having to add spices or anything. And I'm like, this tastes good. So I think that that is kind of where we've come. And I think that not only speaking with regards to soft and shop, but in terms of markets in general, because I buy a lot of plant-based things. I don't, um, I don't drink or eat dairy. Um, I, you know, indulge in meat, sometimes prefer seafood, uh, sustainably caught. But, um, you know, formerly, I remember having to kind of go to the right Whole Foods or specialty market and look through their regular cheese section to try and find those one or two brands that only really taste good when you heat it in the microwave for 20 seconds and add garlic. Um, and now it's you go to those sections and like sections are carved out in every category. And I think that like, you know, when you go to Stop and Shop, um, there are plant-based sections unto themselves. There are, you know, and it's growing. And I think that like that large supermarkets when they don't they do that it's not because someone's at home growing a garden they think it's cute it's because they're like this is a sales driver this is something that like is making us money when burger king adds that kind of you know item on the menu um it's almost more shocking now when you go to a restaurant or a fast food place and they don't have a plant-based option and i think to your point earlier it's like you know we're so used to what is plant-based is going to a wedding and there's some soupy kind of thing in the plate and you're like, what the Christ is this? Like, what is this? Like, I could like pick grass and eat that and it would be more like, you know, engaging or, or you know, good, good to eat. But I think that we've reached this kind of threshold by which the standard is so high and constantly growing um, that it's, and, and it's, it's advantageous to the environment. I mean, it's, it's on all, on all different levels. So to kind of get back to the original question, I don't think it was any one push pull factor. I think collectively the very nature of trends is through education and through learning about things and whatever the push pull factor is, whether it's, you know, some people do yoga, not cause they like it or cause they want to do it, but because, you know, it's hip. So I think that, you know, plant-based kind of falls within that line of, you know, I, it doesn't really matter how we got here collectively so much as we're here and it's really about growing it. What about the future of plant-based? Oh, I, I know, before that. that. All right, Come circle on, back, man. circle back. Yeah. Yeah. I will say two. Stick a pin in the future question. Uh, yeah, uh, you uh, just uh, jumped uh, ahead because we got like three I points. know, right? I did want to say too, um, just in speaking to Stop and Shop too, that we actually... I will admit I hadn't gone to Stop and Shop in a long time um, since the pandemic started. What? I know, I know. But, 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 but wait, but, wait to hear this. <laughs> yes, but actually within the last like year or two, we, we have gone to Stop and Shop a little bit more. And I will say I have been very impressed with the selections that they have there. Because normally if I'm in a pinch and I need to grab like some extra cauliflower or herbs or something here and Stop and Shop is so close to us, they have a really great organic section. And I was really impressed too. This was a little thing because I've never seen it in another grocery store, even like other 
big grocery stores I shop at, um, is compostable um, bags, like nice. um, further further produce. produce bags. I've never seen that before, and I was like, that's amazing. Like, why don't these other big brands do that that are very environmentally friendly, too, which I was very impressed with. And they also have, um, they carry... Um, a really small brand of cheese that we use too, and it's actually cheaper than getting it from my supplier. So sometimes we stock up there. Violife, <laughs> yeah, Violife yeah, cheese, vegan yeah. cheese was on sale. Buy one, get one, and it was running every stop and shop a couple weeks one. ago. It's we were a like, guys, you heard it here first. I know. I went to. I will say, I went to like five stop and shops <laughs> trying to find all of this. Amazing. Um, but yeah, they have. Um, I was very impressed with how they've grown in the last year and in the selections that they've had and how, um, yeah, just very accommodating it has been going there. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I think that that, and again, I, I say that for Stop and Shop, but you also, you know, to be perfect, you know, I'm, I'm super uh, level-headed. Uh, other supermarkets are, are, are knowing to do that too. And I think my whole thing is, you know, um, I, I use this joke at the office uh, and they probably want to, you know, beat me with a bunch of celery but um you know in in the movie the miracle on 34th street i think part of the magic for why santa in that movie was kind of like getting that vibe and was driving people to macy's was like it was like if you can't find it here this is where else you can find it or like you know if this is what you're looking for this is the best way to do that and i think that within you know especially within my role with the company um is you really want to create this space where it's kind of you're celebrating less about like me stop and shop and come here and here only. Of course, you know, again, someone in stop and shops can be like, why are you saying this, Dean? But I think that with regards to like supermarkets in general, you really want to encourage these trends and these good things to come into our space. Um, and if it's not here, then like encourage them to kind of where you would find it and so on and so forth. And I think working with a lot of local based people is kind of like, you know, they may not be ready to come to stop and shop, but I'm not going to be like, Hey, get this ready. And then, then we'll, we'll talk. It's like, well, why don't we start you here first? So this is my professional advice with regards to this. So I think it's celebrating other supermarkets and it's great to hear that, you know, when people are shopping it now, they can find that. I think it's a gradual growth, um, but I'm 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 pleased to hear that you were able to find the cauliflower. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, well, to be honest, the the plant-based section too sometimes is our dinner because being chefs, we always talk about this joke. Oh, yeah. We make beautiful, awesome food that everyone loves, and what's our dinner is a frozen Amy's vegan burrito and yeah. on top of a bucket <laughs> in the kitchen upstairs. It's a glamorous lifestyle. Yeah, totally. What's well, hard? I think yeah. there's that chef meme where it's like the chef like sitting down and then the prep team like, like eating. Like eating whatever. It's hard because it takes, it, it's, it's, you know, we're not at a place yet where, you know, plant-based and those kinds of diets like the reason why they're so great is because like they're fresh and because they like they have all these locally sourced ingredients that like I mean like God even in you know the last couple months like you get to dinner and you're like can I just heat something up or can I order out this food and we're not at a place yet yet where like everyone has it as much as it should so we need to kind of grow the things that you can heat up or you know have a dinner that is plant-based and true to that definition 
this just gave me an idea. I feel like we should have like a member fridge for you guys to leave meals for each other. Like if a knot had meals left over yes. and you guys oh. had meals left over, because then you wouldn't have to have a frozen Amy's burrito. You could have a beautiful mosaic table. I, well, I like the frozen Amy's burrito. <laughs> yeah, they're good. Oh, no, it's fire. I mean, they're it's good. Fire. <laughs> I would like enough delicious mushrooms. You know, and yeah, now I want to know what she was making. Oh, it's so it good. Was some sort of, yeah, it was oh, it was like an oyster mushroom just, thing for her menu this week, right? Yeah, Mu- yeah it was I almost beautiful ordered. mushrooms with just some like seasoning and like chili <clears throat> like oil, curly leaves, yes. curly leaves yeah. over some rice. Mm-hmm. It was, and really, then she it was really delicious. Like eggplant that was like magic. Yeah. The eggplant. The gar- super garlicky with some tomatoes. It made a nice like, mufaletta that delicious. I made on top. Mm. Vegetables. Um, <laughs> you should have a mufaletta on your menu. Mufaletta. <laughs> mufaletta on the menu. <laughs> delicious one. No, you know, to piggyback on some of what Dean was saying, I think, and th- that's to my point of like, you know, the frozen burrito. You know what's driving this a lot? I always see over my years what I think is ge- I think it's generational. To be honest with you, I think each generation has grown up and they want we want to eat better, we want to do better. You know, our parents were so unhealthy, and when they were forty five, they looked. You know, when when they were, no when they were twenty five, they looked thirty five. When they were thirty five, they looked forty. You know what I mean? Like the. And it's because of the smoking and the lack of exercise. You know, they eat ate meatloaf and mashed potatoes out of a box Boxes and canned and peas, and ba- ba- they push the peas away. But then they're like, "Eat your veggies," you know. So, you know, we we grow up and we want to we want to eat better. We want to exercise. We want you know. I think it's my. I also work in with a lot of craft beer brands, and you know, sad to say that. Gen Z's not catching on because apparently they're not drinking a lot of alcohol because it's unhealthy. So they want to be the, the generational thing. And to the, you know, plant-based eating is a delicious way of like, I can still have that burger, but I'm getting my salad that I should have been eating anyway. I think it's definitely more user-friendly than vegan can be. Um, it's just try to have more plants, try to have more unprocessed veggies mm-hmm. and substitute some meat items for but it doesn't have to be all or nothing. I think it's definitely easier to talk about and approach people with. Yeah. Sure. And that's also the Absolutely. marketing behind it, to be honest with you. Plant-based is vegan. Let's be honest. But plant-based is such a nicer, more positive term. Vegan mm-hmm. came, I used to market with a, a vegan uh, vegetarian meat brand out of Massachusetts called Light Life. And when we were doing our research, vegan had such a negative connotation to it. Because, you know, because there was just so much the stigma of, yes, it was rabbit food or I hate to say it, but you know some vegans are pushy people. They, you know, they're pushing their their values, kind of like almost like a religion on some people. And, you know, don't mess with people on their food and their diets. They don't want to hear it sometimes. So you know, plant based was just a better way of like saying it because there was just so much negativity with vegan. You know, and we're not throwing paint on fur coats at New York Fashion Week. We're just not anymore. It's just, yeah. it's not where we are. So. Yeah, plant-based is a lot. I, I, I think that, and again, from the marketing perspective, I, I couldn't agree anymore. I think that there is a connotation that comes with vegan. I think it's, it's and, and, and for all the vegan viewers here today, I am not offending you, and we love you deeply we and fully. 100%, yes, 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 of course. But Matt's I, I think that, that says I think it's just, I think by the very nature of, it's kind of like the chicken, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg. I think it's, it's, the term vegan came into the space first. And I think that out of that, whether it's an SNL sketch or whether it's whatever, there's some attribute of like, I'll take a kale salad. It's like very snob. It's almost like people are like, well, I'm a meat eater and I'm not. Vegan was like a lifestyle and like this very, this idea that was not accurate. Um, 
background might be confused out there. I love you deeply. I know this is wrong. Um, but plant-based really kind of drills down to what this is, which is like, this isn't, this is food that is made from plants that like, it's not really, it doesn't have this, you know, cult affiliation or anything with it. And, and plant-based is vegan, but it's just, it's not called that way. And it's the same way, you know, with a lot of marketing things when you, it's the exact same thing, but you call it something a little bit different or the word is a little bit different. And all of a sudden people are like, oh, this is approachable or that more aligns more with the way I choose to live my life. So I think plant-based has, has made it easier for people to proudly say they're plant-based without any fear of retribution versus saying, you know, vegan and they think someone's gonna, you know, burn a, a cow on their lawn or something. I think that would have killed the best Simpsons episode ever, actually. Totally. If, it, if you know, totally. Lisa was like, I'm going to have plant-based burgers on the yes. grill, Homer. He wouldn't have done the famous You Don't Win Friends With Salad <laughs> episode. You know, we, I re-reference that episode all the time. And apparently that was one of the first mainstream pop culture references to, like, bring veganism to light. And Paul McCartney was yeah. a part of it, This, you know, who's been vegan since, like, 1970. And, you know, the whole thing with Homer and his barbecue and, and Lisa just you know, going vegan. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, I think that's where, you know, a lot of the jokes started yeah. coming from. So. Well, my parents eat Impossible Burgers. So if they, yeah. if they do it, that definitely means that it's catching on with people. Because my mom, I took my mom to a vegan restaurant when I was in college and she still brings it up. Yeah, in a good that, way. That, and I graduated in two thousand six. <laughs> Wait, no, but so. she brings it up in a no, good no, way or no? No, not in a good not way. Please, like, how could you do that to and, me? Yes. Oh. And now she's eating Impossible yes. Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> there's some hundred percent. It's there's some kind of affiliation with it. And again, to come back to the generational thing, I think that, you know, for the older generations, not that they're old in any capacity, but. Um, it's a lot easier for you to say, hey, I'm going, I want you to check out this uh, uh, restaurant. Everything is actually plant-based versus saying, hey, I want you to check out this restaurant. It's a vegan restaurant. For some reason, there's some relationship with it where I feel like they're like, you know, those vegans are a bunch of slackers. You don't go, blah, 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 as opposed to plant-based where it's like, oh, my God, yeah, of course. Like, I support local business and, like, you know, kale and da-da-da-da-da. So it's a lot, it's a lot more approachable. And, and it, you know, even with the pandemic, people want to live longer. You know, people want to be on this planet longer. We're so, you know, we're about doing the right things to all stay alive during this pandemic because there's a short-term result that we know everything's going to be okay. And it's like, why don't we kind of open our minds to this long-term thing um, where it's like, you know, we're seeing the results of a poor diet in people when they're 40, 50, 60 years old after years or decades of eating poorly versus, you know, these younger generations where this information is readily available where it's like, I can choose to replace this burger with something plant-based or still have mac and cheese, but have it be made from carrot and natural plants. And I can outlive my parents and my grandparents, you know, and, and, and still have all the wonderful flavor profiles that, you know, they all love as well. So. Yeah, and, and the reverse of that, it's also about keeping the planet around longer, too. My Not God. just us you know on I mean? it. It's a mess. We would we need gotta... a whole other hour for that. I, I don't know. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. Well, also, speaking of living right. longer, I've referenced Paul McCartney. I mean, he's pushing yeah. 80, and he's about to put out another hit record. Yeah. So let's yeah. just look at that, okay? Yes. This man is, you know, out yeah. there. I know. Jack to the Garden by Paul McCartney. And Paul McCartney's <laughs> like... I'm putting out another hit record, everybody. Come on. I've been vegan since 1970. Where have y'all been? So I, in, in all seriousness, I think it's important, too, to remind people it's eating well is so much easier now because Easy. of the opportunities that people like you guys are providing consumers. We like to think so, that that's, that's 
than what we're providing. I mean, that's our, our mission is, you know, to make it taste good and to make it accessible easier, and affordable. affordable. You know, because yes. it's a barrier to a lot of people. They don't know where to begin. They don't know what to do. And it can be costly. It can be expensive and time-consuming. So, you know, we're if you want some fried you. chicken, come to us. Yeah. We've got it. Some don't worry lasagna. about it. <laughs> We've got it. Cheese sauce. We'll take care. We got it. We'll take care. <laughs> Even that breakfast burrito that you do. Yeah. Oh, that is uh, it's one of my favorites. I could eat that every day. Talk about eating something. I should have had day. breakfast I could eat that breakfast burrito. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is the future in your mind of plant-based eating? I think we, we got a couple more questions. Plant-based robots. We got, <laughs> we got a couple. More, we got a couple more questions. Don't we? Or do we want? Do we want? Don't we want to get into disruptor? I think we're ready to go there. We're ready to go to the future. Ready to the future. We're ready to go to the future. Yeah. yeah. We didn't want to talk about disruptor, huh? Well, the future is about disruptive. Di- yeah. Well, it's already disruptive. That's what right. I was, was going to say. It's our, you know, when you start to eat into the market share, of when the unconventional starts to take market share from the conventional, you've disrupted it. Now... That's what I mean by like brands like Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods have like taken a huge chunk of market share out of the meat egg. industry, just egg, and they're tr- they're trying to fire back or they're trying to do something or they're trying to be the Budweiser and buy these brands up, right? Light Life, a uh, vegetarian vegan meat brand out of Massachusetts, got bought by a major meat company, Maple Leaf, a few years ago. And Sweet Earth got bought by by Kraft Foods or Nestle, Nestle Nestle or Kraft has their own, you know. So when you start to see that, it's like, this is here to stay. It's already been, you know, it's already made an impact and they're taking, they're taking notice when, you know, Burger King puts it on their menu and then McDonald's goes, well, we're going to wait and see what happens with the market. We don't know if the demand is there. Then they go, okay, we're going to do one now. I do think it is good that that you know big brands are they're taking notice of the trends and what's happening and in in way maybe want to support definitely the future and that it's making these products more accessible for everybody too so you know people have have these options now and i'll be honest i i knew we were doing the right thing i thought 2020 was going to be our year man like anybody else right but obviously it was a great year for for plant-based but in 2019, when we started going down this path of actually starting this business, the big thing for me where I started like putting our business plan to solidify it was Beyond Meat was the biggest IPO of 2019. Who would have thought? You know, Did Elon Musk do it? No. Beyond Meat did it. So. Yeah. Do you know, how do you feel about this being a disruptor? And I mean, compared to other trends that have come and gone in the, the grocery retail sector? Yeah, I feel, well, so... I mean, this might be my own personal thing. Is I, I feel like the term disruptor has this implication of like, um, it's messing stuff up. Um, you know, like if, if I were to say like, hi, we have a classroom today and the disruptor of the class That's is sitting true. right in the front row. You'd be like, I do not want to call on this kid. I do worry I do about not. No, 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 but here's no. the, and that's the term. And that's the term. That's no, yeah, how we, and again, I think it again comes back to this like, plant-based versus vegan where it's like this notion of like what does a word mean um so for me i think it's less of a disruptor and more of like an evolutionary where basically you know dinosaurs did not matriculate and evolve into other animals and mammals and then one day they were like all right well we're going to turn this around and become dinosaurs again like you're heading in a direction and you're continuously moving forward and i think that with plant-based 
you know, the, the, the plant-based cherry on top is the fact that there is no going back. You know what I mean? There is no, um, we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to do away with plant-based or, or it's going to, you know, whatever. I think it's, it's here to stay. Um, I think that as we've talked about these, you know, these new demogra- age demographics and communities coming in of, of people that demand plant-based and are shopping for it exclusively and so on and so forth. I mean, the flip side is we will never not have meat. We will never not have fish. We will never not have dairy. We will never not have eggs. So I think that, you know, a lot of people who kind of are a little bit um, – conservative with regards to those things that are like get your eggless eggs away from my eggs you're all stop you're always going to have your eggs stop um you're gonna be okay um your meat will always be there um but i think the future is evolving and i think that you know whether it's you know i mean like damn if someone told me i can drink a smoothie every day and i'll look 10 years younger than i will you know, 10 years from now, I'm going to do it. And I think that, you know, whether it's internally because of your health, whether it's externally because of your looks, whether it's a trend, whether it's whatever, plant-based has made its, its, uh, uh, space and it's, it's, um, you know, home on our retail landscape and in our diets. And I think that, you know, in terms of the future, it's only going to get more and more granular and it's only going to taste more and more better. And I think that, you know, inherently, I think what we need to be careful of, and this again goes back to the original conversation of this idea of like what is plant-based, where all of a sudden some large multi-billion dollar corporation is like, well, we're going to buy out everyone and we're going to take over the shelf and we're going to have all these things called plant-based when in reality they're all modified vegetables that are really not that healthy that are da-da-da-da-da. So for, you know, the people who are who are not new to this, but true to this, um, they shop local. They shop brands that they know where the vegetables are from. And those people are not, those, that community of pe- shoppers is only growing. So I think that, you know, it'll, you know, it'll stand the test of time. We'll see in the years how big it grows from both a, a national brand perspective as well as like a small granular level. But I think that in regards to, you know, plant-based available in your in your supermarkets, you're going to see more and more options. They're going to taste more and more better. And, you know, my commitment on behalf of Stop and Shop is, you know, we're going to create a pathway for more local, diversity-owned, multicultural brands who make these products to become more and more available. So by virtue of shopping at the supermarket for these items, you are also supporting local business. That is my commitment for Stop and Shop as I yell into this microphone. Yeah. Our poor AD is like, stop Brand yelling. Plug, plug. I'll also say it's ASMR. It's our commitment. Evolution is a great word to put it because that's just, that's where, that's what, it's not a trend, it's not a fad, it's not a disruptor. We're evolving. Each generation is just getting better. We're leaving the planet in a better place. We're living healthier, better lives. And, you know, the future is actually not plant-based. It's just food. You're gonna have meat from a cow and meat from a plant in the same place. You're gonna go to a restaurant, every restaurant, and it's gonna be like 50-50. You've got your beef steak and you've got your seitan steak. It's it's literally just gonna just gonna be, you know, just one big food system where part of it is plant-based because that's just the sustainable way of doing it we can't continue down the road of scaling factory farms it's just we you know we, we know that we know that for a fact pandemic has actually proven that so that's a big big part of it yeah 
I think, well, if I could pivot off that, I think the pandemic has proven how important it is to know how to cook mm -hmm. and to know your food and, um, you know, grocery shopping or takeout pop-ups, you know, yeah. that's been the lifestyle for everybody in the last year. So, you know, I, I think it just makes a difference to, to know what you're putting in your body and to know where it's coming from. It's okay to balance that stuff out sometimes. Like you're sure. saying, like yeah. sometimes you yeah. indulge, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. you for know, the viewers on, or, or for the listeners on the call, before we started, uh, Hope and Me provided us with a plate of uh, uh, plant-based donuts. Um, <laughs> And it's, they were amazing. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's the other thing is like, it didn't taste like a vegetable. I wasn't like, oh my God, this is a carrot, you know, beauty. It was like, this tastes like a really good donut. And I, I think that, you know, for, I, I think a lot of the viewer or listeners, God, where are we? Um, listeners on the call, <laughs> um, encourage people around you to try these products. I think in the end of the day, the biggest you know, the, the, the most captain obvious thing about, you know, my process with regards to trying new assortment is they can give me the best retail. They can give me the best margin. They can tell me all their supply chain distribution, blah, 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 blah. If it tastes good, that's what it's about. And if it tastes bad, then I don't want it. <laughs> and I think that like, that is the biggest thing for people, you know, education and, and getting people to try these things because not only is it good, but you're doing right by the companies who build these product or, 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 you know, cook these products and, and, and the planet and the environment. And I think that, you know, if we've learned anything from the last year, it's how fragile we are at with regards to this world in regards to, you know, uh, uh, disease and famine and, and all those things that it's wise to, to, to switch over and try these things. And even if it's, I'm still having a burger five nights a week, switch one of those nights out and try a new plant-based burger or, or encourage your parents or your neighbors or something when you cook something plant-based that's really good, have them try it as a little part of their plate. And I think that by gradually introducing these items, you're gonna get people to come on board and really realize um, not only the importance, but the satisfaction of eating plant-based. If they're eating burgers, they come have a bunny back instead. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Any chance you guys are popping up nearby today? <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it now. <laughs> so those donuts were for me donuts, and I actually had to go to two different locations because they kept selling out of the vegan there donuts. There you go. There you so go. There you go. Bippity boppity boop. <laughs> we love those guys that need. They're our friends. Um, and so I guess we'll we'll start wrapping up here for the sake of everyone's uh, afternoon. We don't want to keep everybody here all day. Um, but I'm really excited about the idea that these these new companies are showing up in the grocery sector. Like, obviously, Hope and Maine is, is hoping to see a lot of that happen. And we know that Backyard Food Company and Tito Salsa are all at uh, Stop and Shops. And I think there might be one or two other products that are made here, um, which is pretty exciting. Um, but I know that Basil and Bunny might be working on some retail-friendly items sometime soon, maybe. We are. We're, we're, yeah, it's we're, not, we're on, in the works. We're working <laughs> on everything. You guys are always spinning so many plates, but I have to throw yeah. that out there because I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, and just having to. had this conversation yeah. and, and thinking about all the potential that's out there, I'm yeah. like, I'm going to yeah. be on you about this We'd now. We'd like to be in Stop and Shop. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, the, the future of Basil and Bunny is obviously we're not just going to be a food truck. You know, our business plan is we need a, per, you know, we're looking for a permanent home. We're working on a permanent home where we have production and storefront. And mm -hmm. we'd love to explore many different avenues and channels of one being kind of retail market and being wholesale as well. Because 
we have a lot of great recipes. We have a lot of, you know, people are loving the food, and there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a market for it, and we want to, we definitely want to be able to bring that to them to, sh to literally show people that this nacho cheese is going to be just as indulgent for your Super Bowl party that you had <laughs> as the, so the dairy nacho <laughs> cheese that you were you were eating. And then so. you don't have to feel as gross, though. It's yeah. the same level of indulgence, exactly. but now you've just eaten a portion of, you, like, carrots you know, and, and cashew. The whole, exactly. The whole yeah. health, health aspect. You yes. know, lasagna was one of my favorite foods as a kid, but you wanted to take a nap afterwards, right? Yes. And now that the new, yeah. we know we make a ricotta with tofu and a cashew mozz and meatballs with impossible and all this indulgent lasagna, and you still have a lot of energy afterwards mm -hmm. to yeah. like totally. go on a run or something you're if you wanted protein, to. You're so. getting protein, you're getting fiber, you're not just getting the carbs. For sure. And you're so getting this heavy animal yeah. fat that just like ugh, weighs you down. I it do want to, I think protein is, a key word here because I know there is a lot of misconception that um, that's the first question we always get yeah, that as a vegan oh, where do you get your protein exactly. from well, I haven't heard exactly. that many times right so so there's a study that says 70% of Americans vegan or not get enough protein like we all actually get more protein we than get way more protein we get way more protein I, I mean the irony behind that is yeah. like I'm just like well what about the protein I'm like what about the protein it's called amino acids have you checked yeah. your breakfast at the door damn that's like 30 <laughs> grams of protein yeah. in that you know what I mean like my god um, and again, I'm, I'm not jumping on people, but I, I, I again, I, I think it comes back to this notion of vegan. There's this perception of what this is versus the education that comes with it. And I think if people browse the internet, they'd realize that there is a lot of protein in these plant-based options. Sure. And there, you know, it, I blame the marketers. I, bl I blame <laughs> all my colleagues of all the years of, this is a good source of protein. Uh, get your protein today. You know, and it's like, come on. It's, you know, it's. What is it? Is it calorie for calorie? You guys wrote it on the thing I've known for a long time. Calorie for calorie, there's more protein in a in broccoli than than in beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. know, so yeah, we we do we get way more protein than we need. So, but you know what we don't get enough of? Fiber. Love. Because oh. you're no, oh, love. <laughs> that's for love podcast. Yeah, well, I'll bring my a, therapist. That's a whole on. other. Uh, that's a whole other <laughs> podcast. But, you know, what's funny is, yeah, people are so obsessed with protein, they forget about the fiber. And the plant-based diet is going to give you both, mm. which, is, which is what's great. Right. So not all vegans are plant-based, but all plant-based eaters are vegans. I'm so confused. Yeah, I think so. yeah. Way vegans, too early. Well, there's a lot of trash vegan that. food out there. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right, right. That's right, what right, I'm saying. Right. So right. all vegan eating... food is not plant-based, but all plant-based food is vegan. Correct. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at, I guess. It looks good and tastes good, and it doesn't have any animal in it. I'm eating it. Fair enough. <laughs> and I was really impressed. We, we posted on Instagram earlier in the week um, about just, you know, when we say plant-based, you say, because we wanted to see, like, a lot of people would it sometimes. Was positive. I liked it was it. all positive. Yeah. I was expecting there to be so much more controversy. I was like, well, I'm glad back. it's good. I want you to go back and say, if we say vegan, what do you say? Yeah, true. Right? You know, I'd love so to see that. plant-based, 99.9% of the comments, I'm sure, are affiliated with food. If you say vegan, I would be very, I would I would guarantee you at least 40% have something to do with lifestyle. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, or yeah, a hundred percent. Or it's just like, you know, rude or like yoga every morning or yeah. like, you know, don't, you know, now I'm just throwing out Sarah, my vegan viewer listeners. We all know this is not true. Um, but nonetheless, it's more of a lifestyle based thing versus plant-based, which really drills down to food. Mm -hmm. Well, what were some of the answers we got? There were just 
all words like yeah. yes and huzzah, which I loved. That was my favorite <laughs> one. That was just yesterday we got that one. Um, but they were all just very positive. You know, things like yummy or uh, our friends at Hunky Dory said, be right there. Yeah, it was Aww. definitely very a lot of excitement. Everything had an exclamation point. Yeah. And someone said basil and honey. Yeah, that, that was exciting. Yeah. yeah. Made me happy. Yeah. Oh, of course, our girl uh, Barrett's Garden. We love her. She makes yeah. amazing um, plant-based she makes great cheeses. 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 Yeah. Her faux cotta is yeah. divine. Yeah. Yeah. Her new musk is really good. good. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. I like the dip. She makes this. Um, oh, oh, um, sassy, sassy cashews. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. Or like the cheddar. That's kind. a kitchen yeah. kitchen snack. I like yes. that. Kitchen snack. You're right about that. I'm not plant-based, for the record, everyone. I think I'm the only, maybe I'm the only person in this room. No, I. I am not. I am, I'm not I'm, either. I, I tried. I, I and and here's the thing, you can still for all the listeners, you can still eat plant-based food and not be and not exclusively be plant-based. Sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like I think that's the big thing too. Is I think yeah. people think of it sometimes as an all or nothing, and that kind of goes back to like you know if I have meat and fish, for five days a week. I can replace one of those days with plant-based still, you know, and start to kind of phase those things in and still not feel like I'm sacrificing anything or like I'm committing to this new lifestyle. It's very easy to transition yeah. that in. But yeah, I, I, I do enjoy an ice cake. That, that's, <laughs> our, that's our favorite comment Sorry. and our favorite customer is the one, and we get a lot of them. Most of our customers are like that. They're, I'm not vegan, but I could eat this every day. Yeah. This is delicious. Totally. You know, this is delicious. I am that guy. I love I coming. Am that guy. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's that's definitely. Yeah. Can you uh, come home and cook for me every day? <laughs> and I have to say, uh, I'm, you know, I guess all French fries are, you know, vegetarian. But your French fries are so good when you do them. Everyone, I think you've oh. done them like twice. Yeah, the French fries. I think you did French. I don't know. I've only had them maybe once or twice, yeah, but they were no, we, so good. Yeah, we use um, we use local potatoes. Feral Bing Farms in yeah. Tiverton, Rhode Island. Love yeah. it. Hand Matt hand cuts them because it's cut. too hard for me to do. So Matt <laughs> will hand cut every single fry that you guys eat. Double, <laughs> double fried. Yeah. 100% non-GMO expeller pressed canola yeah, oil. Um, so Nice organic seasons. Well, no wonder they taste so good. <laughs> so, yeah. And you make condiments all your from scratch. All, yeah, all, all our, our fancy sauces. sauces. Everybody loves sauces. Um, bunny sauces. We make Thai chilies. We make barbecue. Oh my God, chimichurri. Bourbon maple barbecue with local maple syrup. So what? So okay. So now let's cut to the chase here. Where are people going to find you? Uh, on your regular rotation, I know yeah. you said you do proclamation. You're here on Fridays. What's your yeah. spring schedule look like? Oh. Lots of breweries of right breweries now. With, I mean, yeah, at. with the pandemic. Um, we have a lot of um, festivals still up in the air. So, you know, just depending how the next, how the summer goes, go. if yeah. they maybe can scale them back a little bit, we'll definitely be there. So there's like some, there's a veg fest in Worcester, I know, that was supposed up to be in the air. Like April, May, June. Yeah, yeah we'll we were be, supposed to be there we'll last be there. year. If, if it's on, we'll be there. Yeah. So. That sort of thing. Um, uh, a lot of farm, some farmers markets we're looking at. So a lot of places you should be able but to But follow us. us on Instagram, Basil yes. and Bunny. We post every week about every where week. and when we're going to be. And every Sunday, Monday. We have our Sunday, online Monday. ordering site up on basilandbunny.com. So we make it real easy. Mm-hmm. It's contactless to go. COVID friendly. We wear masks. We sanitize everything. There's only three of us that work <laughs> together. So <laughs> we're constantly, yeah. you know, we know we're good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, so yeah. Every other weekend. So we were just at Proclamation yesterday. So every other Saturday, you can find us at Proclamation Brewery in Warwick, too. We're here at Hope yeah. Maine. We're going down to 12 Guns in Bristol. Mm, this Saturday, yeah. So, and um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
And Dean, can you um, maybe provide some parting words to all those local brands and multicultural products that want to approach Stop and Shop, but they're, they're a little scared? You seem to have a more positive... Oh, my God, find me. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's... I mean, listen, I get it. Um, I, I think even outside... I mean, for any career, for anything, um, for any business, you know, trying to grow it and go, you know, find those larger corporations or companies that you think are going to launch you um it's intimidating and i think you know historically speaking i'm not you know i don't know what it's like for everyone but i know it's been difficult um i think that you can take what you what can you know you can sleep well at night knowing is that it's already been established that this is a sales grower it's already been established that this is, is successful so it's really worth a business's time to give you the opportunity to present your items. And I think in the end of the day, you know, even listening to, you know, we talk about um, some of these plant-based uh, 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 companies and stuff like that, like it, 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 it is built in, the, the foundation of this is built in, in passion and love for and enthusiasm for what you are trying to bring to market. And I think the fact that you get to wake up every morning and know that you're not only providing this really innovative, creative, great new food that people are going to love, but you're actually doing right by the world and by you know the, the supply chain, stuff like that, um, is something to kind of celebrate and be proud of. So I think that it's, it's difficult. I know it's been especially difficult during COVID. Um, for anyone who is listening, who wants to connect with me, um, it's Dean, D-E-A-N-E period Sullivan at stopandshop.com, all one word, um, and reach out. I think, you know, the, the, the worst thing that can happen is it's like, all right, love your product. We're not ready for this yet. But here, you know, and for me, again, my commitment is, you know, with every local brand I, I speak with or multicultural or diversity owned, um, I want to work with you. I want to see you successful and, and, you know, call me the Santa Claus of Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> Um, but if there's something about you that I think would be better elsewhere, or I think that you would be best to start with this place. I mean, I've had so many local brands where like, I'm like, I know I'm not taking you in right now, but I'm going to schedule an hour to go over your PowerPoint. So when you present to these small specialty shops, this is what I know they're going to want to see, or I'm going to recommend to you small local marketplaces for you to get involved with their trade shows or stuff like that. So, you know. Be courageous, be bold, be, you know, uh, confident that you have great products. Um, reach out to me or, or, you know, anyone else within the other supermarket chains and just continue to push because, you know, the market is headed in your favor and um, there's a lot of opportunity and, and baby, you're going to shine. <laughs> Thank you. So there's a, there's a question we ask all of our guests. Dean, we can start with you. What do you cook for yourself when no one else is around? Um, I will get arrested. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm not cooking anything bad. Um, when no one else is around, <laughs> you mean this entire friggin' <laughs> year? Yeah. Um, I'm a very, I, I tell people when I die, I will come back to this world as a seagull. So I am fully <laughs> convinced that anything seafood related, I'm just a huge fan and advocate of. Um, so what I've been cooking lately, well, two things. Uh, for the plant-based side of things, I've been making this incredible uh, uh, plant-based moussaka. Um, so it's like almost like this Greek lasagna. Um, that has really been phenomenal. Um, and then with regards to what I've just been eating lately when no one's around or cooking, I'm such a sucker for sable fish right now. 
um, I don't know what's going on, but like I like literally had it for breakfast yesterday morning, <laughs> and I have like large fillets of sable fish <laughs> in my refrigerator. <laughs> so like there is a thousand percent like a serial killer in the brewing of like of like sable fish forever and always with me. But for some reason, that's what's been going on. Um, yeah, okay. you should see the faces on everyone in the room right oh, now. I love They're it. like someone called the cops. <laughs> So yeah, Allie locked the doors. Like I've never yeah, even heard of sable. It, it, so sable fish. Get on my level. Uh, sable fish <laughs> is it is black. Of course, of course, yeah. yes, of course. I say this as I'm like, oh. let's talk about plant based. So fish. Um, right, we'll have to have this conversation so, offline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, uh, offline, offshore. Um, right. So uh, yeah, uh, it's it's just a really it's a very buttery cod. Um, but again, there are times when I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna eat sable fish. I'm gonna have, you know. Plant-based fish nuggets, and I have those instead. I grew up in a Portuguese. I'm Portuguese. I grew up in a Portuguese yes. family, so you know my vovó thinks that fish is not meat. So she goes, "Oh, oh you yes. don't eat meat. You have fish. Uh, you have turkey." Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> she means well, I'm sure. Oh, of course. Adorable. Yeah, she has, Adorable. She has no idea. Oh man! All right, so you're up now. What do you what do you cook when no one's around? Oh, let's go first. Oh my God! What do I cook? Do I put you on the spot. Maybe though? not not a work day because I know at the end of a work day. I know. I know. I no, feel like we're off on how we love to create. But. Yeah, I feel like we we spend so much time at if we're cooking at home, we're thinking of the next thing that we're going to make for the trailer. So we're thinking of like the next pop tart flavor. We're thinking of the next like. Um, dish we can do, next burger experiment we can do, and it's like trying out new sauces. Um, I like to make brownies and cookies and weird raw desserts. You, you, lo- you love I love to make you raw desserts, and Matt doesn't like them. So let, let, You guys let, like raw, raw desserts? I do. Because <laughs> no, I do. Yes, I really do. The raw cookie dough, I'm all Yeah, all, no, I make like it. these raw like Snickers bars and stuff. Oh. Matt's like, I don't know. I'm like, Girl, they're really please good. do more of that. Okay. <laughs> I'm the worst plant-based eater. Yeah. There is zero guilt. You're not like, oh my no god, there's guilt. raw eggs in this. Oh You're like, no, nope, this just tastes amazing and I can eat as much oh, as I want. She really just said oh, Snickers? Yeah. yeah. I think you guys are they're, they're good. They're they're like, good. I, I, um, I, do, I, I get stubborn sometimes too. I'm an old man. What do I want? <laughs> I, know, like, yeah. I want my old brownies. <laughs> we have like leftover brownies. like bread and we make like 2 a.m. like pizza, like French bread pizzas with it. Like in college again, you just take the sauce and the cheese and stir it in the toaster oven. Great comfort food. Yeah. Nice. How about for you guys? I didn't answer yet. I didn't answer. I've been waiting. He does cook too. So Leslie used to travel for a job before. Yeah. And, well, for viewers that don't know, we're married. We're a married couple. We live together. Long, long We have a dog and a cat. (laughs) And Leslie used to travel for her her previous job where she was a fancy makeup artist. And I would be alone as a bachelor. (laughs) In the house, and I literally, we had a garden too, so actually in the summertime it was best because I literally would just take everything, everything I have, where I got all this, I got peppers, I got kale, I got all these vegetables, and I literally would just throw it in a pan with like all kinds of different chili spices and stuff, (laughs) fill it around, get some beans, and then like put it over rice or pasta, and it was like this, I'd make a big thing of it. And it would last me all week, and I'd have just like these. And honestly, the chimichurri cauliflower bowl that we make that's a big, big popular, it's on What's Good Now, Mm -hmm. 
that came out of those experiments that I used to do. So, like, so I have this cauliflower, I got this sweet potato, I got these chili spices, I'm gonna make some chimichurri sauce, put it on rice with some beans, and I'm eating this for the next five days. Oh, you and did. I did. So and he would get so mad because I'd come back from like LA or Toronto, and I'd be like, delicious. oh my God, I had this truffle, like vegan, Dan Dan noodles. I ate kale, cauliflower, sweet potatoes, oh, rice, man. and black beans for five days. <laughs> Let's go out. <laughs> But the chimichurri cauliflower bowl is it's, it's a delicious amazing. bowl, and it, is it, it came amazing. out of that. And Just, it's so popular. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. What about you guys? What are you making? <laughs> I said this last episode, um, the jig is up, but I really like eggs on toast. Just simple eggs on toast. Not plant-based, obviously. But like a fried egg or an omelet? Um, like a soft-boiled. I think I have a little like bit of British boiled. grandma in me. Soft-boiled eggs. Um, and... My favorite plant-based foods besides basil and bunny, I do really mm. like a kale salad. I like how you can massage the leaves and then you put mm-hmm. whatever you want in it and it's delicious and it lasts a while. It's great for a party. Yeah. I had an excellent kale salad I made the other night actually and I was like, I was getting laughed at just massaging the kale, but you have to. You have you just to. Have yeah, to. You can't leave it. The kale on our rice bowls, that's basically what it is. Yeah. It's like a garlicky massage massaged. kale salad <laughs> and we add it on to the bowls with the cauliflower and all together, it's like delicious. Just yes, it, it pretty. It, you're eating whole plant food that just is the flavor is just out of this world. Absolutely, I mean when I so when I'm cooking or I'm eating by myself, I tend to just like fridge raid. So I'll just find uh, mostly you know I like to do my own version of charcuterie, but sometimes it's like half charcuterie and then half like two pierogies just like stuck on the side of a plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really love pierogies. I'm a Polish kid, but um, yeah, it's usually just like refrigerated, whatever I can find. Nice. Allie's amazingly creative with like she just makes the most beautiful little meals out of the dregs of the fridge here, and they're just incredible. <laughs> it's one of my my strengths. It I think really is, is just uh, it's a magic kitchen problem solving. Yeah, it's, it's magic. <laughs> There's that show on Food Network. The is it, the, what's the one where they the, they cook in the parking lot in the grocery store? Oh, food. And they've got to go. Supermarket, like supermarket. steakout, I think. Yeah. Steakout. They That's actually great. go up to people coming out of the supermarket, and they buy the groceries from them, and then they've got to make a dish out of that. And they oh, actually man. they have something like you got to make a breakfast sandwich, or you got to make a Mexican dish, I or you've got to make a dessert. And you literally, just, know, you Allie have, and sometimes they have like dog food and stuff in there, uh, so they have to go they back. They don't that. They get, a, they get a budget and stuff. Well, no, it's it's, it's part, of awesome. the, part of the thing. So maybe, Allie, you should uh, try win. out for this show. If there's any great. recruiters out there listening. Try out for this show. <laughs> it could yeah. be my next big break. And go on and see what you can It started as do. a humble podcast. And now she's taken on she's National Food Channel. Supermarket Steakout. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great. Well, thank you guys so very much. This has been a really fun conversation. I learned a lot. Um, my number one takeaway is that we should all be massaging kale. Yeah. No, um, don't say it like that, though. It's, <laughs> for the, you know, you can't. This is a podcast, so you can't. You can't see. You literally are just mixing kale with oil. Let's just no, I know. put it that way. A little oil or and kale, whatever you like. Yes. Say yeah. in your ASMR. Massage it. Massage thank it. Thank you. Left the dial voice over here. Yeah. Sesame oil. Yes, fragrant. This is devolving very quickly. Uh, this, this, All right, so we're going to wrap it up. This money on WHM, the kale hour. I, I would, yeah, so again, I really want to thank Matt and Leslie from Basil and Bunny and Dean Sullivan from Stop and Shop and uh, my very capable co-host here, Miss Caitlin Mandel and Tim Crowley for producing and putting up with us all afternoon here. 
Um, and I'm Allie Montagnan. I'm Hope in Maine's marketing director. You can find us at hopeinmaine.org or on the gram at, at hopemaine or on Facebook as Hope in Maine. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you Thanks, for having us.